Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. AEW successful. Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining me right here on off the script this is your friday night smackdown post show for june 2nd 2023 i'm your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots beer garden thank you guys so very much for joining me on your friday evenings wherever you may be man smackdown tonight we were told about a big Celebration tonight for Roman Reigns. We were told about a possible new championship being unveiled for Roman Reigns to celebrate 1,000 days as Universal Heavyweight Champion. We did get a celebration. We did get a new championship. And the new Universal Championship 
and my opinion of the new Universal Championship. Trash. Absolutely trash. I don't know why this company is so, so, so lazy. They do not put any thought into anything. All this company did tonight with this new championship was basically try their best to fuse the current WWE title and the Universal title and kind of make a title that is a mishmash of both of the titles. This new title, instead of having a black backplate like the WWE title, this one has a gold backplate. The WWE title is a black strap. This one has a black strap. They got rid of the blue strap. And the Universal title was blue. The blue in the new title is in the jewels on the big WWE logo. Basically, they gave WWE a fourth world championship. Basically, they gave Roman a second WWE title. He now carries three titles. Now, we don't know that for sure, but the look of this championship is the very definition of lazy. Stop being complacent. Stop accepting mediocrity. I get why they do what they do. Trust me, I get why they do what they do. But this is a thousand days. This is Roman Reigns. This is the guy that you want to break all these records. That's the championship that you're going to have representing the company and representing Roman (laughs) Oh, my God. I could find a title that looks better in the WWE 2K creations than they did tonight for Roman Reigns. Bullshit, lazy, it looks terrible. That's all I'll say. But you know what? WWE's got that big WWE logo on the front faceplate. So when someone wins the Super Bowl or the World Series or when the Denver Nuggets win the NBA Finals and fucking Las Vegas wins the NHL Stanley Cup, they'll send those teams a nice big WWE Universal Championship logo belt. That's why they do it. And WWE probably just sold a ton of titles because that shit's going to be on pre-order within the next 30 minutes, I'm sure, on WWEshop.com. Trust me, I get why they do what they do. This is why I said Seth Rollins is holding the wrestling championship of WWE. That doesn't matter here. That title doesn't matter here. Seth can do whatever the fuck he wants with that championship. He's already having open challenges for the title on Monday Night Raw. As Damian Priest is wrestling Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship on Monday Night Raw. Besides the laziness of the World Championship, SmackDown tonight was absolutely fucking garbage, as usual. As usual. I don't get why this company is so... I don't know, man. There's just no excitement around anything WWE right now. Their premium live events have been bangers. Don't get me mixed up with a hater or or anything else. I'm just shooting from the hip here. I'm telling you guys exactly how I feel about the show. You don't like it? Go watch somebody else. Their premium live events have been fucking fantastic this year. AEW is not as hot as I expect them to be. Maybe that changes with CM Punk on Saturday night and AEW Collision. They got Forbidden Door, and they got all in, and then they got all out. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. I'm not worried about that. But WWE, man, there's something about WWE right now that really isn't resonating. I'm hoping that changes with Money in the Bank. I hope Money in the Bank injects some life into the product. And like I said last week, WWE, or actually I said this on Monday, never mind last week, I said this on Monday, WWE has these qualifying matches 
And WWE now is doing qualifying matches for Money in the Bank. That happens in about four weeks. They're not going to really do any real build for Money in the Bank. Because the Money in the Bank pay-per-view is basically the Money in the Bank ladder matches. That's what the entire premise of the show is. So WWE feels like they don't really have to do much of anything. The two car crash matches for the men and the women are the reason, the sole reason why people watch these shows. So they're not going to really do any storylines. They're not going to have any storylines with the competitors going into the match. It's just random people chosen to compete in these matches. And then we crown a Money in the Bank men's and a Money in the Bank women's. I'm hoping that after Money in the Bank, we get some sort of excitement going into SummerSlam because God only knows this fucking company needs it. Honestly, nothing, nothing happened on this show outside of the last 30 minutes or so. LA Knight and Montez Ford was very good, and then we got the Roman Reigns 1,000-day celebration. Everything that came before it was absolutely a waste of time. I can't really sit here and shit on anything the Brawling Brutes do. I love them. I think Sheamus is great. Butch, Rich Holland, I think I love the faction. I think they're fantastic. But, I mean, outside of a, you know, brawling brutes faction, it was just a formulaic, fundamental, basic six-man tag team match for WWE TV. I mean, we've seen one. We've seen them all. But, you know, people get their dicks hard over uh, good wrestling on WWE because sometimes you guys aren't really prone to that on weekly television. I think we're a little, you know, uh, greedy and we're a little spoiled on AEW television because we're getting bangers weekly over there. WWE doesn't really have that type of wrestling on their show. Not not really anyway lately with Vince McMahon looming over creative, but SmackDown Tonight sucked. SmackDown Tonight was a complete waste of time. They built this show around 1,000 days, celebrating Roman Reigns, and that's where all of their effort went in that. The big thing that happened tonight was the storyline between... The bloodline, where does Jimmy, Jay, and Solo Sokoa stand in regards to Roman Reigns? The bloodline story that ended SmackDown tonight, I honestly believe this is genuinely my opinion. I honestly feel like it was one of the more dramatic endings to a SmackDown in recent memory. I thought this was a very, very nicely done segment. And it's really intriguing going into the summer months now Because this storyline has taken twists and turns, and you don't really know where it's going to go. And I really appreciate that. Some people think that they know where it's going to go. Nobody knows where it's going to go, especially after tonight, when Solo aligned himself with his brothers in the beginning of the segment, and then when Roman Reigns gave the cue, Solo is now backing Roman Reigns, and he's serving the tribal chief on the island of relevancy. So this can go any which way. You can sit there and tell me that you think Jay's going to end the reign, Jimmy's going to end the reign, nobody but Solo is going to end the reign. I'll tell you who's going to end the reign. Cody Rhodes is going to end the reign, and Cody Rhodes needs to end the reign. Do you want to know why I know? Because now it's been stated two different times. Once by Cody before WrestleMania, and once by Jimmy tonight on SmackDown. They both uttered the same cryptic saying and statement to Roman Reigns. At the end of all of this, you're going to be on the island of relevancy all by yourself because nobody is going to be standing behind you. Cody said it before the match at WrestleMania, and Jimmy said it again tonight. This is all going to end collectively by the Usos and Solo Sokoa. When Roman needs them, when Roman thinks he has all of the bloodline behind him, they're going to walk out One by one. This is why I'm so adamant about this ending at SummerSlam because 
they can't take this all the way until WrestleMania. It's not going to be as hot as it is now. They need to strike now. You already missed the boat on Cody Rhodes. They need to do this now at SummerSlam. Cody needs to win the title at SummerSlam. Whether he wins money in the bank or not, I have no fucking idea. LA Knight can win money in the bank and go to Monday Night Raw and challenge Seth Rollins for the World's Heavyweight Championship. I'd be fine with that. Cody can uh, maneuver his way over to SmackDown via a trade or a draft or, or a transfer or whatever the case may be and challenge Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. That's what needs to be. It's going to be a situation in the 11th hour when Roman thinks he has all of his cousins right there and they will all walk out on him one by one and Roman will have nobody like he did at WrestleMania. He had all of them. He will have nobody in that last match with Cody Rhodes. So the Usos are going to help Cody beat Roman Reigns for the World's Heavyweight Championship because now it was foreshadowed twice, once with Cody and now with Jimmy Uso, that Roman Reigns is going to be on the island of relevancy all by himself. If you pay attention to the narrative, if you pay attention to what they have been saying in their promos back and forth, that is where they are going with all of this. Roman's greed, Roman's power, and everything that Roman is doing right now, his manipulative ways, they're all going to come back to bite him in the ass, and Roman is going to lose the championships because Roman is the one who is wrong. He's basically going to beat himself. All of that drunk with power nonsense, it's going to catch Roman Reigns off guard. It's going to bite him in the ass, and that's how his reign is going to end. Now, I thought what they did with the closing of SmackDown tonight was really great. I thought it was probably one of the better endings to SmackDown that I think I've ever seen. And it really had me jumping off my couch when Jimmy pie-faced Roman Reigns and Solo spiked Jimmy in the throat at the end of the show. This is some great fucking shit, man. This really is some great shit. And you, you need to start owning up to the fact you know, whether you like AEW or WWE and all this nonsense going back and forth on social media, this is one of the greatest storylines of our generation. So appreciate it while you have it, because the next time we get something this involved and we get something this drawn out, who knows when that's going to be? So appreciate what you're getting now. Appreciate Roman Reigns while you have him, because I'll tell you what, everybody wants Cody Rhodes. Everybody thinks Cody Rhodes is the guy Cody Rhodes is not going to do what Roman Reigns is doing right now. There's no fucking way it's going to be even possible. Cody Rhodes may be the guy, but he's not going to be Roman. Nobody's going to be Roman. And WWE is going to make sure of that. Everybody needs to start appreciating Roman Reigns, honestly. I bought a fucking track jacket today to celebrate 1,000 days of Roman Reigns. I have never in my life bought a WWE piece of merch. The only merch that I have is an old CM Punk shirt back when he was the WWE champion, the best in the world, gray shirt. That's the only shirt I bought. I don't buy any WWE merch. Today I bought that tracksuit jacket. Why? Because I appreciate Roman Reigns. I acknowledge Roman Reigns. And I'll be wearing that on the show when I do the WWE stuff instead of the AEW hoodie. I love it. Start appreciating Roman Reigns. Because a thousand days you will never see again. It's going to be 1,100 days, 1,200 days. It's going to keep going until WWE, until Vince sees that it needs to come to an end. But I see a lot of people claiming, you know, Roman Reigns is not the greatest of all time. Roman Reigns is this, and Roman Reigns doesn't wrestle. It's easy to accumulate a thousand days when he doesn't wrestle. Do you want to know what the most impressive thing that Roman Reigns has done to me? The most impressive, the most impressive statistic in Roman Reigns' 1,000 plus days as WWE heavyweight champion 
Universal Heavyweight Champion. The most impressive thing to me that Roman Reigns has done is that he's done all of this 1,000 days plus without a major injury. Do you know what I get from the people, the geeks online? Well, it's easy when he wrestles five times a year. I'm sorry, when did that ever become a bad thing? I mean, look at MJF. MJF is having a fucking career year. He's only 25 years old. He's got two of the greatest matches of AEW's history in this year alone. I don't understand why wrestling five times a year, six times a year, seven times a year, 12 times a year is such a bad thing for you people. Do you really want Roman Reigns injured, number one? Do you really want Roman Reigns wrestling in some nothing throwaway SmackDown on Fox six-man tag that doesn't mean anything? Why does Roman Reigns need to wrestle weekly for you fucking geeks on Friday night? Why? And by the way, he doesn't wrestle five times a year. People are really excluding the rest of the fucking premium live events that he does show up on. And they are excluding the house shows and the European tours and the fucking tours overseas. That Roman Reigns is clearly going to be a part of every time WWE has them. If Roman Reigns wrestles 30, 40, upwards towards 50 times a year, what difference is it to you that Roman Reigns is wrestling 50 compared to 300 fucking days? I don't get it. Every single one of you people are fucking hypocrites because I guarantee you, you would take the 50 days over 300 days and you do it in a fucking heartbeat. I don't understand you. I don't give a fuck that Roman Reigns is a thousand days as champion. You want to know what? I like it that way. I've always liked it that way. Brock Lesnar did it. I had a problem with it because WWE kept going back to Brock Lesnar. He'd lose the title back to Brock Lesnar. Lose the title back to Brock Lesnar. But when Roman Reigns is off TV, a lot of people are like, oh, he, he wrestles four times a year. Do you want to know what Roman Reigns does? Every absence by Roman Reigns makes the title more prestigious. Every absence makes the next Roman Reigns appearance more prestigious and more special. And every absence makes the WWE championships that Roman Reigns holds around his shoulders that much more prestigious. Nobody looks at it as I do. Nobody looks at it head on like I do. Everybody's, oh, Roman Reigns doesn't wrestle. Bullshit. Roman Reigns does wrestle. And when he wrestles, he's proving to you that he's probably the best in the fucking world. So instead of shitting on the guy and instead of disrespecting what he's done as a performer, he's been there for 11 fucking years. A thousand days out of 11 fucking years, and you people on social media are telling me that he doesn't deserve it. You're telling Roman he doesn't deserve it. For 11 years of service by breaking his fucking balls on television, he doesn't deserve it? Man, you guys got it fucking easy. Give me a break. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. That narrative needs to fucking die. Do I think Roman Reigns should lose the championship? Of course I do. Of course I do. But there's a right place, there's a right time, and there's a right opponent. It should have happened. I'm I'm agreeing with you guys. Because everything that followed, I didn't think it was going to be as terrible as it is now. It should have happened at WrestleMania. Seeing what Vince has done to Cody and seeing what Vince has done illogically creative, I think it should have happened at WrestleMania. I wanted Cody to have adversity, but I didn't think it was going to be this fucking terrible. Yes, it should have happened. And everything that happened after WrestleMania, Roman could have done without the championships. I get it. 
But you guys need to put that narrative to bed, man. Roman Reigns wrestling four times a year? False. Roman Reigns is not wrestling, and it's easy to accumulate a thousand days? Also false. I mean, the hatred in the IWC is absolutely mind-numbingly fucking stupid. It must be coming from Cody fans. It has to be. Because I don't think anybody could be legitimately that fucking stupid. Shut the fuck up and expect Roman Reigns to continue doing what he's doing. The storyline will carry this, and it will make everything Roman Reigns is doing that much better on TV. Now that I got that out of my system... Now that I got that out of my system, we're going to get into the show, man. I appreciate you guys being here, and we're going to have a good time tonight. Ugh, it's hot, man. It's fucking hot in here, man. I got a fan going. I got to put in the AC. Jesus fucking Christ, man. I didn't expect it to be 90 degrees today. But here we are, man. The summer is here. We're going to have a good time. And it's going to be fun. I'm going to be busy this weekend, man. I'm going to be in Atlantic City. Maybe I'll track down Joey Janela, being that uh, GCW is legitimately performing two blocks away from where I live in Atlantic City. So uh, that may be fun. And no, I'm not attending a GCW show. Give me a fucking break, man. I don't attend mud show slinging garbage. But I will be in AC this weekend, so the content may be a little scarce because I'm attending the Atlantic City Beer Fest on Sunday afternoon. Should be a good one. And it's going to be 70 degrees, but it's not going to be 90 like it was last year. So I'm looking forward to that. But the content will be coming, so expect some shit in your cell boxes throughout the weekend. I'll try my best to get whatever I can up for you guys to round out the week. It's been a very good week. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. We are 30 subscribers away from 146,000 subscribers. So make sure you guys do that. Become a part of the family. Become a part of the OTS family. Go check out all the other content on the channel. We uploaded something early this morning in regards to what happened tonight. Go check that out. We uploaded something yesterday in regards to Bray Wyatt. Apparently, Vince McMahon wanted Bray Wyatt to revive The Fiend. He killed The Fiend, and now he wants Bray to revive The Fiend. So go check all that stuff out. We were live on Wednesday with Dynamite. We were live on Monday for Raw. Go to the homepage and check all that stuff out if you want extra content from the podcast here on YouTube. I want to thank you guys for... Supporting the Legend of JD t-shirt, man. We basically sold out of all of them. I think there were maybe like five or six left or something like that. You guys were fucking crazy with that. Uh, I am already thinking of the newest campaign. Timed, limited release. I think we'll do something at the end of the summer. So uh, thank you to everybody that purchased that shirt. It's one of a kind. You guys are awesome. If you guys want some merchandise, though, Bonfire is the place to do that exclusively. Go get your Summer Scam t-shirts. Now exclusively available on bonfire.com. Link is down in the description, or you guys can look at the shop right underneath the video player that you're watching me from right now. It should be there. I got a new show debuting in about two weeks. Actually, less than. Eight days. Me and my guy, Andrew Baydala, we will be the Tuesday Night Titans. 
Coming to you very soon. Artwork done. Layout done. We're going to be taking a trip to the venue on Tuesday nights, man, to talk about pro wrestling in the most sophisticated and professional way possible. Me? Professional? I know, man. I'm always professional, motherfucker. And tonight's show is sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. You guys want to look good for the summer? You got to do it with Manscaped, bro. Manscaped.com, code SCRIPT20 at checkout. It's 20% off and free shipping for Manscaped. Manscaped.com, I want to thank them for being a great friend of the podcast right here on Off the Script. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There you go. Take Hulagrim's word for it. He says, the Summer Scam t-shirt is the softest shirt I've ever had. There you go. Go get yours today. I may, I may even have an alternate logo going up soon. I don't know. I got two logos made. You, you guys may need to go get the alternate logo as well. Anyway, let's get to the SmackDown show tonight. From Wilkes Barely Alive, Pennsylvania. Now, you guys weren't really that bad. I thought uh, Wilkes-Bear was pretty decent tonight. We got an unbelievable video package narrated by Paul Heyman to open the show in regards to what the show was really about. Roman Reigns and his 1,000 days as Universal Champion. This one went about five minutes or so. This was a huge video package. And it included Reigns... And graphics of all the past champions and the lengths of their title reigns, total days with clips of Reigns' successful defenses against guys like Brian and Edge and Kevin Owens and Rey Mysterio and everybody that he slayed on this road to a thousand days. There was even a graphic for CM Punk in this thing. CM Punk. And the name CM Punk was included on Friday Night SmackDown. I'm sure somebody's making a clickbait video on that. CM Punk mentioned by WWE tonight. Give me a break. Heyman noted it was the longest reign in WWE in over 35 years. This was one of the greatest vignettes or video packages I've seen in WWE history. This was tremendous. The backing music to this was tremendous. And I thought it was fucking great. And Paul Heyman can narrate anything for me, and I'd be okay with it, man. He could read, he could narrate a fucking bedtime story. I'd probably go out there and buy it. 
He is tremendous in everything he does, man. Truly brilliance personified as Paul Heyman. Austin Theory. I know we go from Roman Reigns to Austin Theory, man. Austin Theory is just not hitting. Uh, Listen, I think Austin Theory is tremendous. I think Austin Theory is the future. But WWE hasn't done jack shit with Austin Theory to make me feel for Austin Theory. What are we doing? Gunther is incredible with the Intercontinental Championship. Why are we not doing that with Austin Theory and the United States title? I don't get it. I don't really understand it. He's standing in the middle of the ring. He had to probably watch this fucking video package on the Titantron. And he's smiling in the middle of the ring. And he is there. And he's welcoming everybody to Austin Theory Live. He said, tonight is a very special night because it'll be a celebration of Reigns' title reign. Yeah, thank you for letting me know, Austin Theory. What does that have to do with your United States Championship? He said it'd be a total of 1209, 1,209 days. He is going to be the greatest United States champion of all time. He says it's impressive and inspiring, just like his victory over John Cena at WrestleMania. He says one day he's going to have a 1,000-day celebration for his title, too, and perhaps 2,000, 3,000, and even 4,000. He says they can't boo him because he's 25 and the greatest. He said people gravitate towards you and want to be a part of it. He introduced Pretty Deadly, and they came out to a new theme where everybody started saying that it sounded like ABBA, the band ABBA or ABBA. I'm not a fan. I don't know any of ABBA's music, but it is very pretty deadly uh, inspired. I will say that for sure. Kit Wilson said it was their pleasure to destroy those ugly gremlins, the brawling brutes. Prince says they are the champion the people deserve or champions that the people deserve. They saluted Austin Theory. And we have a six-man tag team match with Austin Theory, Kit Wilson, and Elton Prince of Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes. I got to stop and acknowledge my guy here, man. We are not only acknowledging Roman Reigns tonight, we're acknowledging Michael Pertoni. With a $100 super chat. What's up, JD? Hope all is well. I just celebrated my 27th birthday. Been watching you since 2015. Cheers to you and OTS. Also, if you ever come back to Pittsburgh again for an AEW show, drinks are on me. P.S. Goldberg sucks. Says Michael Bertoni, man. Thank you again, brother. I greatly appreciate you being here, man. And I'd love to visit Pittsburgh, man. Get up with my guy, Brian Goolish, and my boy, uh, Juicy Springsteen, out in Pittsburgh, man. You guys are awesome. I appreciate you guys very much. And uh, Michael, salute, brother. Austin Theory and Pretty Deadly versus The Brawling Roots, Sheamus, Butch, and Ridge Holland. This was a very formulaic, very ordinary, very run-of-the-mill six-man tag team match. If you've seen them all... If you've seen this one, you've seen them all. This match had two commercial breaks. 
I don't know why we need a pretty deadly and Austin Theory versus the Brawling Brutes opening match to SmackDown to go two commercial breaks. This went 18 minutes. Now, normally, I like a good, long opening match to set the tone for a show. But I'm not into Pretty Deadly. I, I, I doubt the fans are into Pretty Deadly. And what does this match have to do with anything, really? I mean, we're getting what? We're getting Pretty Deadly versus the Brawling Brutes. For what reason? There's no investment there. We're getting Austin Theory defending the United States title against Sheamus, more than likely. It's not really all that hot. Sheamus went from battling Drew McIntyre and Gunther for the Intercontinental title to Austin Theory, who's ice cold. Gunther was fucking white hot and still is white hot. Now he's got Austin Theory. You go from fucking one end of the spectrum to the other. Good and bad. That's why I said Austin Theory just ain't hitting, man. He's not resonating. He's out there. And everything that Austin Theory says, it's just not, it's not sticking with me. Not that he's bad. It's just that there's no, I don't know if there's any emotion in it. There's no investment. There's no reason. Everything he says, there's no reason for me to invest in what he's doing. 18 minutes for this opening match. I mean, I like, I like good wrestling just like everybody else does, more than the next guy, in fact. But 18 minutes, no thank you. No thank you. So we go to commercial break. We'll pick it up after the commercial break here. Elton Prince was working over Butch. Prince tagged in Theory. Theory stomped on Butch, started showboating. Kit Wilson tagged in. He took it to Butch. Prince tagged back in, kicked Butch while Theory held him. So nice double team moves here. Butch fired up, hit a tornado DDT from the second rope. Butch got the hot tag to Sheamus. Theory also tagged in. Sheamus landed a series of clotheslines on Austin Theory. He hit some backbreakers on all of the heels in this match. This was before the Brawling Brutes landed a triple white noise on Pretty Deadly and Austin Theory. Sheamus hit the bro kick on Theory, but Pretty Deadly pulled Theory to the outside. Sheamus goes uh, up top, and he hits a big flying clothesline off the top rope. Butch follows. He hits a big moonsault off the top rope. We go to a second commercial break. I thought the match was nearing its conclusion uh, by that sequence, but we go to another commercial break. Butch was running around with some kicks on Pretty Deadly. Holland tagged in. He took down Elton Prince. Sheamus went back to the top, hit a big knee on Elton Prince. He goes for recovery, gets a two count. Sheamus lifted Elton Prince, but Prince worked his way out, tagged in Kit Wilson, who hit Pretty Deadly's signature move. I do not know what it's called, so I missed that. I got to brush up on their uh, their uh, signature maneuvers and their names. Theory tagged in and slammed Sheamus for a close near fall. And Sheamus got to his feet, clothesline Theory. Things started to break down with everybody. Theory, theory rolled into a knee from Sheamus, and Sheamus got a, a near fall out of a big jumping knee on Austin Theory. Prince and Holland were now the legal men. Holland lifted both pretty deadly members up in a fallaway slam Samoan drop combination. Brutes hit the uh, slugging forearms, the the uh, 10 forearms to the chest. All three of them did on Pretty de- Deadly and Austin Theory. Holland slammed Wilson, but Theory broke up a pin. Theory need Butch in the face as Sheamus took Theory to the outside. Meanwhile, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson 
They were uh, running around in there like a bunch of clowns, ultimately ending up with Wilson shot-blocking Holland. Pretty deadly, then hit their finish, spilled milk on Rich Holland, tagged in theory, who pinned Holland for the win. Couldn't let Pretty Deadly get the win. They had to go uh, and give Austin Theory the tag to go pin Ridge Holland and get the uh, cheap pinfall victory here for his team. And the heels win the match. I, I mean, it was fine for what it was. I don't know, I don't know really what you guys... Uh, rancid milk, yeah. Soured milk. Curdled milk. How many more fucking puns can we come up with Pretty Deadly's finishing move? Uh, I mean, it was fine for what it was, guys. I, I know you guys feel the same way I do. Uh, we're not... I love Sheamus. I think Sheamus deserves better, man. Honestly, it was just the wrong place, wrong time for Sheamus and that Intercontinental title victory, man. But it's looking less and less likely that Sheamus is going to win that IC title. I don't get it. I really don't. Unless they move to Monday Night Raw. I don't understand why they didn't pull the trigger there. But WWE wants to break records. They want Gunther to break the honky-tonk man's record. And that cost Sheamus winning the only championship that he's never held in WWE. Now he's got to settle for a United States title that is not as hot as the IC title and pretty pretty damn cold on Friday Night SmackDown. So we got Austin Theory building to a feud with Sheamus, and uh, we got Elton Prince and Kit Wilson continuing their feud with the Brawling Brutes. Paul Heyman was backstage, and... We're getting ready for the 1,000 Days celebration. He was talking to a solo Sokoa who was standing there very stoically, not saying anything. He told Solo they need to make tonight special for Reigns, especially in light of what happened at Night of Champions. He says he's going to talk to Adam Pearce to be sure the Usos are nowhere to be found. So this night, we can acknowledge Roman Reigns. We got a video package airing on Seth Rollins winning the World Heavyweight title over AJ Styles. Damian Priest posted a promo on Twitter challenging Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship because Rollins was on his way to White Plains, New York tonight. And he asked, when was the last time we had an open challenge? Or when the last time, I guess, was when the World Championship was defended on Monday Night Raw. I I believe it was Big E back in November 2021. He said, yeah, we're going to change that. Open challenge to anybody in the locker room on Monday Night Raw, Monday in the main event. So Austin Theory, or not Austin Theory, Seth Rollins and Damian Priest is the main event now on Monday Night Raw. Should be a great match. Main event Priest. I like it. He's not going to win it, but he'll show everybody why he deserves to be in the main event spot very soon, sooner rather than later, actually. So Damian Priest has a nice little test for himself against Seth Rollins on Monday Night Raw, and I wonder if this is going to lead to a potential match for Seth Rollins at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I said either Finn Balor or maybe a Damian Priest on Monday, or maybe they just go back to AJ Styles and give us a rematch with AJ Styles. I talked about this today on the extra that I uploaded earlier this morning. AJ Styles reportedly is going through a character change where he's going to be a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more determined. Now, that sounds like a heel mixed with a baby face, but WWE could certainly go and do that match again if they so wanted. Now, I know it doesn't make sense being that AJ is a SmackDown guy. I hope that they don't do it, but when has WWE ever abided by their own rules for the draft? They don't give a shit. They look to break the rules every single week, so uh, that could be a possibility as well. But it looks like Seth Rollins is going to continue his feud with the Judgment Day 
going into the money in the bank pay-per-view, and I have no problems with that. Everybody in the Judgment Day is very entertaining. So we'll see what happens on Monday. Speaking of AJ Styles, he's out there with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. They are in tag team action tonight against Shiro. Understand this, Jesse. Why is there always a fucking echo in here when I gotta talk about Hit Row, bro? We're outside in the beer garden. Why is there a fucking echo in here? What a clown. What a clown this guy is, man. Can you do anything right, bro? Honestly. I don't get this guy. I don't even know why I come here. I don't know why you come here either, motherfucker. Let's try it again. Please. Can we get it right this time? I don't understand this shit, man. I don't get it. I don't get it. Anyway, uh, this match went four minutes. Four minutes. Four minutes of my life that I cannot get back because bottom dollar, dollar tree, top dollar, dollar general... With B-Fab and Ashante the Adonis. Uh, I can't get this back, man. This is time wasted. This is four minutes that could have went to LA Knight and Montez Ford. Tonight on SmackDown. Now, there are rumors going around that WWE might be having some budget cuts happen in the beginning of July. Anybody want to place a dollar wager? Because he's top dollar. You, you want to place a dollar wager on who's going to get released from WWE? They better watch out, man. They better watch out. The most useless tag team, the most useless group in WWE right now is Hit Row. Everything that they do is just, let me walk away and go find anything else to do. Seriously. There's no heat. There's no investment. Nothing that they do is interesting. They're, they're out there and... They, 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 just, they just resonate as jobbers. But I guess everybody has to find their role, right? At one point, believe it or not, at one point I was actually happy that they were back because I thought that they were going to be used a little bit differently. They're right back, if not worse, than what they were doing before they got fired. Anderson and Gallows win. And top dollar knocked Anderson and Gallows out of the ring. After their loss, Styles caught him with a phenomenal forearm. They lost to the uh, Magic Killer, by the way, on Ashante Adonis. There you go. What a fucking classic, man. If you miss SmackDown, you missed the fucking tag team classic, bro. Putting every one of those tag team matches that we've seen last year to shame. Adam Pearce. He's on the phone and said this is one of the biggest nights of SmackDown this year. Heyman walked up to him. Pierce says he informed the Usos they weren't needed and their travel was canceled. He said, as per his request, they've doubled security in case they decide to show up on their own. Heyman smiled, called Reigns, and wanted to spread the good news from Adam Pierce. Really, their travel was canceled. They showed up, though. Security was doubled. They easily made their way to the ring. They even had theme music come out. 
Where was that security? I didn't see them. Moving on. This is a part of the show that I am very frustrated with. I am very frustrated with it, man. We got Grayson Waller and the Grayson Waller effect. So, Grayson Waller, let me let me ask you guys, has Grayson Waller wrestled on SmackDown yet? Honestly. Not everybody at once, please. Has Grayson Waller wrestled on Friday Night SmackDown as of right now, a month and a half removed from the WWE draft? Probably less than that. No. No, he hasn't, he hasn't wrestled at all. So you take a guy like Grayson Waller, who is already and was already getting comparisons to The Miz. Not really what you want to be compared to on day one, even though The Miz is a Grand Slam champion and blah, 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 and whatever the fucking geeks on social media say. Already getting comparisons to being a younger, second-rate Miz, right? So instead of having this guy who can actually fucking wrestle, by the way, Grayson Waller is a very good pro wrestler. So instead of having him wrestle and show you what he's made of on Friday Night SmackDown, WWE opts to give him two talk show segments, and that is it on Friday Night SmackDown. The first talk show segment he did was AJ Styles before Night of Champions, getting him ready for his match against Seth Rollins. Tonight, he interviewed Asuka, and everybody continued to clown this entire segment. This absolutely, no doubt about it, was a segment that Vince McMahon ordered to be on the show. This was a Vince McMahon segment. Do you want to know why I feel that way? Because Vince McMahon is the only motherfucker that produces segments where there's a talk show or an interview and then one person comes out to interrupt and then another person comes out to interrupt and then another person comes out to interrupt and another person comes out to interrupt. We got all of the women on SmackDown coming out there talking about they want a shot at Asuka and they're going to win money in the bank. I mean, holy fucking shit, man. I wanted to gouge my eyes out and rip my ears off. This segment was fucking garbage. Grayson Waller is already fucking drowning on Friday Night SmackDown, and they did him absolutely no favors. Instead of trying to get this guy over, you bury this guy in mid-promos. You bury this fucking guy and his talk show with the fucking ice-cold women's division right now on Friday Night SmackDown. That That is great use of TV time for Grayson Waller. I would love for somebody in WWE to reach into my DMs, which are open, and tell me how this benefited Grayson Waller. And don't tell me that he got TV time. Because I don't see how the TV time that he was given tonight made him look good. The fuck are we doing here? He's going to be wishing he was back on NXT at this fucking rate. So he's out there with Oscar. What a great interview, Oscar. 
We got a clip airing of her win over Bianca Belair at Night of Champions. Grayson Waller said Asuka needs to have her head on a swivel with so many competitors aiming for her Raw Women's Championship, which, by the way, is still on SmackDown. Yes, Grayson Waller got nattied. Yes. He got nattied tonight. And you'd think we'd see Natty out there, being that she's in the fucking Money in the Bank qualifier on Monday. No, we didn't see Natty. Because Natty knows that Natty is going to get nattied. We got all this happening tonight. We got all of this happening tonight and still no explanation on why the Raw women's title is on Friday Night SmackDown. What are we doing? When are we going to get this simple question answered? I mean, do we not deserve an answer? Seriously, do we not deserve an answer? You know who's not getting natted? Junk man, junk! With a $200 super chat. Oh, my goodness, man. That deserves another round of applause. <laughs> junk Man Junk, thank you so much, brother. We love having Junk Man Junk in the chat. You know what tonight's SmackDown was, bro? Junk. Thank you for jumping on the grenade every week. I can't take these shows anymore. Listen, Junk Man, this show sucked tonight, brother. This show was awful, and they're doing Grayson Waller dirty right now. Really. When are we going to get that beautiful question answered about why Asuka is holding the Raw Women's Championship on Friday Night SmackDown, yet they want us to think that the draft is meaningful? Asuka is talking in Japanese. She's talking in gibberish. She's dancing, whatever the fuck she's doing over there with the fucking blue shit coming out of her goddamn mouth. She's got eyes, contacts in her eyes. She looks all evil looking. Waller laughed. Couldn't even understand what the fuck she was talking. EO Sky came out. And collectively, all of the geeks online got excited. Io came out and had a verbal exchange with Asuka in Japanese, and nobody knew what they were saying. Wilkes Barely Alive Pennsylvania was chanting, What? 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 At Asuka and Io because they didn't speak in English. So all of a sudden, Bailey comes out, And she said, either she or EO are going to win money in the bank. So a member of damage control will win the briefcase and cash in successfully against Asuka. Then we get this segment turning into Vince McMahon's fucking delight. Shotzi comes out and says that the chaos of the money in the bank match is made for her. Yeah, thanks, Shotzi. I doubt you even fucking make it there. Lacey Evans comes out. And called everybody nasties and said that she is going to win. Thanks a lot, Lacey. Thanks for coming, honey. When was the last time you were on TV? I don't think you even deserve to have a qualifying match. So, Zelina Vega comes out. And this is what really got me laughing. This is what really turned this segment into comedy hour. 
Zelina walked out and said that everyone in this ring is underestimating her. She said Rhea Ripley underestimated her at Backlash because she was this close from beating Rhea Ripley in Puerto Rico at Backlash. I'm sorry, honey. What? Everybody is underestimating you because you came this close to winning the, boy, what is it? The SmackDown Women's Championship? Let me tell you something, Rhea. Oh, not Rhea. Uh, Zelina. Let me tell you something, Zelina. You lost. How is anybody underestimating you? You came this close. You, you really want to you really wanna feel like a winner, right? You came this close. I lost. You're a loser. You lost. You lost the match. You didn't win the championship. Why are we praising coming this close? We're praising coming this close to winning the championship. You lost. The fuck am I listening to? We celebrating losers now? Holy shit. Rhea didn't underestimate her. What the fuck are you talking about? Rhea took care of her in five minutes. Who writes this shit? My God, I feel dumber for fucking listening to this shit. I don't know what she's on. She's trying to sound like Cody Rhodes out there. You don't want to sound like Cody Rhodes. Bailey laughed and called her an idiot. Bailey's the only listen, Bailey's the only one with brains on this program. So Oscar made her way to the stage and said, Nobody is ready for Oscar. Bianca Belair jumped her on the stage. Referees and, uh, and officials tried to separate them. And thankfully, mercifully, fortunately, the segment came to a fucking screeching halt. This was terrible. This was awful. Everything about this shit was awful. And Grayson Waller is getting nattied out there. It's exactly what he's getting. He's getting nattied out there. But everybody seems to think that there's no problem. Right? Like, eh, hey, we'll blame Triple H. This is Vince McMahon. This is typical Vince Bruce 101. This segment right here. Oh, hey, let's have a segment. Let's have a talk show. Somebody's music hits, somebody interferes. More music hits, somebody else interferes. More, more music hits, somebody else interferes. Give me a break. Give me a break. Low budget, effortless fucking television. Lacey Evans versus Zelina Vega, man. Three minutes. Three minutes. Lacey Evans coming out there, man. She's saluting everybody. Left, 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 right, left. Give me a fucking break. Who does she think she is, man? She's trying to channel the inner Sergeant Slaughter and Lacey Evans. Where's she been? Where's she been? I can count on fucking one hand how many times she's been on TV since Triple H took over WWE Creative. Where the fuck's she been and why is she getting a qualifying match? There's nobody else on the roster deserving of a qualifying match? I'd give the fucking qualifying match to Natty instead on SmackDown. Or is she on Raw now? I don't even know. Where is she? Not like it fucking matters. Anywhere she goes, she gets nattied. Three minutes with Zelina Vega. Code red for the win. Listen, Zelina gets into a ring and it's basically, it's basically a her and Karana and a code red. That's all it is. That's all it is. She looks great. Don't get me wrong. Two moves. 
two moves. I'm supposed to sit here. Oh, yeah, Zelina. Give me a fucking break. This isn't the Money in the Bank qualify match. Well, what's next? I came this close to winning the Money in the Bank ladder match. You lost. You lost. Came this close. You came this close. You lost. You're a fucking loser. Moving on. Backstage, the LWO were with Zelina. They congratulated her and said that she is going to win the money in the bank and Santos Escobar was going to win the men's money in the bank. No. Love Santos, but he's not winning. Rey Mysterio showed up and predicted money in the bank victories for both Zelina and Santos. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Cameron Grimes to the moon. He's there with uh, Adam Pierce. And he told Pierce, is Corbin on SmackDown? Because he wants another piece of Baron Corbin. Well, he's not on SmackDown right now. He's a free agent. He's made his home on Tuesday night right now. And Carmelo Hayes has a problem with Baron Corbin. <laughs> Oh, man. Barry Corbin, man. He goes to Tuesday nights because nobody on Monday wants him. Nobody on Friday wants him. And now, now he's wrestling in front of the fucking uh, low ball hicks in Orlando, Florida, outside the WWE Performance Center. <laughs> oh, man. Make it make sense, man. Seriously, make it make sense. This guy lost in six seconds to Cameron Grimes two weeks ago. And now he's on NXT challenging for the fucking NXT title. Well, man, Shawn Michaels, Booker of the Year down there, right? Fuck out of here. And people want me to go back and watch NXT. (laughs) Oh, man. Seems like the show is getting worse and worse every fucking week. Montez Ford. He went one-on-one with LA Knight. I was actually looking forward to this match, man. WWE's got some fucking balls. They got some balls doing this match. Now, obviously, Montez is a fan favorite. Montez Ford is a fan favorite. LA Knight, fan favorite. And I was automatically thinking, I'm like, why did they do this match? Why did they they give us this match tonight? They could have easily given us Montez Ford and LA Knight in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Seen some people tweeting that they would prefer both of these men in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, granted, that's a that's a solid statement, but you know the reason for this is L.A. Knight is a singles performer. He's a singles competitor. Montez Ford is a part of a tag team. We can't leave out Angelo Dawkins now, can we? Yeah, let's give Montez Ford a spot in the Money in the Bank ladder match and fuck off to Angelo Dawkins. Give me a break. Why one over the other? Why preferential treatment for one and not the other? L.A. Knight was the only choice in this match. But man, WWE loves playing with the fucking heartstrings of their WWE universe. Could have went either way. Honestly, could have went either way with these two guys. L.A. Knight was so over and is so over right now on WWE TV and... How popular he is, is not surprising to me, to be honest with you. But it's taking a lot of people by surprise. It's catching people off guard. He's so over on WWE TV that people in Wilkes-Barely Alive, Pennsylvania tonight, 
They started booing Montez Ford. That's how over he was. It's a beautiful thing to see. Now, easily, this was the match of the night, in my honest opinion. And the crowd was very behind LA Knight, booing Montez Ford. And I thought this match was interesting because it could have honestly went either way. Now, WWE would have got shit on all over social media if LA Knight lost this thing. And thank God he did not. He got a huge pop. And WWE just keeps on ignoring the LA Knight phenomenon right now. LA Knight should win money. If Cody Rhodes is not in that match, if Cody Rhodes is not winning money in the bank this year and not competing for money in the bank, which I don't know how he could with one arm, that one arm Cody, right? It's got to go to LA Knight. It's got to go to LA Knight. Your SummerSlam World Heavyweight Championship match is LA Knight versus Seth Rollins for that new big gold junior. That's the, that's the Monday Night Raw main event. He can challenge for any title he wants in a span of 12 months. LA Knight for Seth Rollins, take my money. And I guarantee you at that point, man, you guys think Rollins is over. I think if you present that match, you're going to really see how over LA Knight is. And it's going to be absolutely fucking impossible to ignore if LA Knight and Seth Rollins are in a match together. Seriously. LA Knight needs to win money in the bank. No doubt about it. Same thing with EO. Bailey and EO are going to be in that match. I think they're going to really give the split of damage control a lot of legs in that Money in the Bank ladder match because it's going to be EO over Bailey. Bailey's not winning Money in the Bank. There's nobody on that women's roster on SmackDown or in the women's division completely on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown that deserves Money in the Bank more than EO Shirai or EO Sky. Everybody else needs to shut the fuck up, go back to catering, sit down, and shut your mouth. There is nobody on that roster that is deserving of a money in the bank more than EO Sky. That is it. EO Sky and LA Knight are your men's and women's money in the bank winners. It is very easy this year. Very easy. Just give the fans what they want. Give them those two and everybody's going to be happy and we'll have nothing to complain about. Nothing to complain about. Oscar versus EO and LA Knight versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. Book it. There you go, man. You're starting SummerSlam off hot right there. So we go to commercial break. This match went about 10 minutes or so. These two guys are going blow for blow. Ford had control with some closed lines. Ford played to the crowd. LA Knight picked up Ford for a big slam. He goes for cover. He gets a two count. L.A. Knight elbowed Ford right to the ground. He went for a springboard moonsault, which was kind of surprising. We don't see L.A. Knight take it to the air like that. Ford moved out of the way. Ford hit a rock bottom for a very close near fall. Crowd was chanting, L.A. Knight, L.A. Knight. We got a big double clothesline. Both guys double down. Then they get to their knees. They go back and forth. Boo and yeah. Knight put Ford on the apron. Ford responded with a kick to the face. Ford went to the top. Knight cut him off. Ford pushed him away and went for the frog splash, but Knight moved. Ford jumps off, rolls through. The two traded roll-ups, and Knight got the win by holding the ropes away from the referee's vantage point. Knight wins, and he's going to money in the bank. After the match was over, Knight grabbed the ladder, 
climbed to the top, and the crowd was very pleased with L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight on top of the ladder, predicting a victory in London, England in July. Love it. Love it. Yeah! L.A. Knight, no doubt about it. Roman Reigns, 1,000 days celebrating Roman Reigns' Universal Championship title run. Triple H comes out, and I knew we were getting something special here because the rumor was going into tonight that WWE was going to present Roman Reigns with a brand new Universal Heavyweight Championship. Triple H is in the ring. WWE Hall of Famer, Triple H. Not the CCO, not the chief content officer. Michael Cole did not say, I is the man that runs the place. No, 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 no. We didn't get none of that. We didn't get none of that. Triple H, the man who doesn't run the place. Paul Levesque. He's in the ring. Triple H compared Reigns changing the sport of pro wrestling to Muhammad Ali in boxing and Michael Jordan in the NBA. Is Roman Reigns really changing the sport of professional wrestling? Is he? That's a topical discussion for a rainy day. How do you guys feel about that? Is Roman Reigns changing the sport of pro wrestling? In some aspects, I I, I think that's the case. I really do. We don't see long title reigns at all. Rarely do we see long title reigns. And I honestly feel like WWE with the Roman Reigns title run is, is doing something that is well beyond their comfort zone. Honestly. Now, yeah, they want to break records, and yeah, they want to rewrite their record books, but in some sense, I could see a lot of people kind of, you know, turning the other cheek to a comment like that. In some circles, I could see people thinking that Roman Reigns is changing the sport of pro wrestling. But I think the majority of the people are are, going to say, no, he didn't really do much of anything. The bloodline story is, you know, something that you also don't see on WWE television. Long-term booking. You know, in some aspects, he has changed WWE television. He has changed the sport of professional wrestling. And and it it is a very topical discussion. In some aspects, he did change the way people look at pro wrestling. It's up for debate. Him comparing him to Muhammad Ali, though, and Michael Jordan, I mean, that's, that's just WWE wanting to fit in with major sports. But... Has Roman Reigns changed the sport of pro wrestling? I would say yes. I I do. Is it great? Is it like huge? Is he like the biggest transcending superstar of all time? No. But Roman Reigns brings prestige to the championships. Roman Reigns is doing something that is rarely ever, ever, ever seen in this era with this 1,000 days. Roman Reigns has given us the bloodline, and with it comes long-term storytelling. WWE is afraid. You all know that. They're afraid of long-term storytelling and long-term booking. In some sense, he has changed professional wrestling. Because now, Roman Reigns doing what he's doing on WWE TV, you start to see that filter onto the indies. You start to see that filtering elsewhere in the world of pro wrestling. A lot of these independent wrestling promotions, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, because of what we're seeing with the major promotions and long-term booking, what Roman Reigns has done, it might not be big to you, but pro wrestling, yes. 
Because now other places are investing in storytelling. Other places are investing in long-term booking. I know this for a fact because I work for House of Glory, and they were a company that was putting on banger matches. Oh, we got to put on banger matches every single month. They could, they could do banger matches, but people come for the story. You're starting to see more vignettes done. You're starting to see long-term booking done in these places. People are now investing more in story coming out to a show because they're invested in the story instead of seeing banger matches. You can get a banger match any time of the week, any day of the week. But story is what's driving everything. And that's where Roman Reigns is doing it. And that's where the change is coming in pro wrestling. You may not agree with that, but I see it. I see it. I got eyes everywhere. I work for Hog. I see it. I, I hear it. And it is, it is changing. It really is changing. It has changed. It has changed. You can't convince me of that. Now, has he done it himself? No, Roman Reigns didn't do it himself. But Roman Reigns, everything that he touches turns to gold. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn feel bigger because of Roman Reigns. Jimmy and Jey Uso feel bigger because of Roman Reigns. WWE TV and the stories that they tell are bigger because of Roman Reigns. Bigger when Roman Reigns is there. The shows feel bigger when Roman Reigns is there. Solo Sokoa, who we all thought coming up from NXT was going to be botched at some point with WWE. He feels perfect on the main roster because of Roman. Yes, it works both ways, but he wasn't alone in doing it. He wasn't. Paul Heyman is there. He wasn't alone in doing it. Obviously, he has help. You can't get anywhere in this life without help. It would be unfair of Roman to, I did it all myself. No, he didn't. He has a great nucleus of people around him. So Roman didn't do it himself. And I guarantee you Roman would be, would be the first person to tell you that he didn't do it himself. And he's not going to take credit for everything for himself. But yes, there is change. There is change. It's a very, it, listen, man, that would make a great topic for a show. Honestly, that. Maybe that's what we'll talk about. Maybe that's what we'll talk about. Me and uh, my guy, Andrew Baydal. I got to come up with a, a list of things weekly to talk about. That may be one of them. Roman Reigns made his entrance. He's there with Solo and Paul Heyman. No Usos. Triple H said on behalf of the WWE and the WWE Universe, he wanted to congratulate him for surpassing 1,000 days as champion. He says that hasn't happened in nearly 40 years. He said to help celebrate that historic achievement, it was his honor to present him with a brand new WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship. He unveiled the new belt, Michael Cole called it absolutely incredible. It was not absolutely incredible. This new belt looked ridiculous. I'm like, what am I looking at here? It's basically the WWE Championship with a gold backplate and blue stones. My question is, is Roman Reigns going to carry around two titles like he did before this New ceremony, this new title and ceremony. Is he going to carry around two titles? Because the WWE title, the OG WWE title, and the new Universal title look completely the same. They do, minus the gold backplate with the black backplate of the WWE title and the white stones and the blue stones. Now, the way that I see it is WWE may put the WWE title on the shelf for a little bit, and this is going to be their version of the new unified WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship because it's basically the same look as the WWE title minus the gold backplate and the blue stones. 
They took a little bit from the Universal title and just molded it with the WWE title, and that's them giving Roman Reigns one title, one undisputed title, instead of him carrying around two titles. So that remains to be seen. We don't know. As long as he's not carrying around three titles, I think we'll be fine. But man, the low budget, low effort of WWE to come up with something that looks great and creative. I mean, holy shit. Now, the question also is, when Cody beats Roman for the titles, is he going to inherit this one title? Probably not. He'll win, he'll win that title on the night he beats Roman. But I can't see Cody Rhodes carrying around a universal heavyweight championship that was dedicated to Roman that has Roman written all over it with Roman side plates. Can't see that. So I'm hoping that when Cody wins the belt and he beats Roman, that this title is retired. We have no more universal championship. We go back to the WWE championship and we get Cody unveiling something that looks more along the lines of the winged eagle. Hopefully. Because you know Cody wants the winged eagle. You want you, you know Cody wants something done in a way that's a take on the winged eagle, but modern. So WWE gets their big flashy logo right on the front plate. But I thought this was I thought this was fucking soulless. It, 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 that's exactly what it was. The title, the look was soulless. No effort at all. Lazy. I mean, what am I looking at here, bro? It's it's so fucking stupid. It really is stupid. I get why they do it. They want their big WWE logo plastered right front and center. I get it. I get it. But I can't help but think lazy. Reigns picked it up to look at it. He asked Heyman to remove the belt that he was wearing around his waist, which was the Universal Championship. And he smiled. Pyro went off. And he's standing there with the new belt around his waist. He talked to Solo, who, uh, as usual, was uh, looking very stoic and angry. Reigns smiled and told the WWE Universe to acknowledge him. All of a sudden, the Usos come out, their music played, and they are in the middle of the ring. But I thought there was going to be double security here. I thought their travel was suspended, but here they are. Reigns looked over at Jay. And as soon as he's seen Jimmy in the ring, Roman Reigns said, kick him in the face. He's looking over at Jay. Kick him in the face. Kick your brother in the face. He repeated himself over and over again. He said, Jimmy kicked him in the face, so kick him now. Here, kick your brother in the face and fix this right now. Jay paced nervously back and forth. He didn't know what to do. Jimmy said his instinct is to protect his brother. Jimmy's not going to, uh, Jay is not going to fix this, Jimmy said. He warned Solo. He looked over at Solo. That's my brother. Jay is my brother. Solo's my brother. Then he warned Solo that Reigns will use him, manipulate him, get as much out of him, squeeze everything he's got out of him, and then kick him to the curb. It's exactly what he told Solo. Solo stood behind Reigns with his arms crossed, not giving any allegiance to Reigns or his brothers at this point. He's just very solo. Legitimately. Reigns says he's the tribal chief. He says they should just ask Solo who he's loyal to around here. He gave him the microphone, and Solo held the mic. He waited a little bit before he gave his answer, and he looked over at Roman Reigns and said, I acknowledge you, my tribal chief. Reigns was very happy because he got what he wanted out of Solo. But 
These two right here, they are my brothers. And he points over at Jimmy and Jay and walks over to Jimmy and Jay. The crowd erupts. Roman Reigns right now is standing on the island of relevancy all by himself. Reigns could not believe what he's seeing here. Solo handed the uh, the mic to Reigns, and he walked over to stand by Jimmy and Jay Uso. Reigns looked deflated. He looked angry. He looked concerned. A whole bunch of emotions right, right, right now running through Roman Reigns. Jimmy X Reigns, if he wants to run things together with respect, or is he going to end up on the island of relevancy all by himself? That same statement was made by Cody Rhodes just a few weeks before Reigns and Rhodes had their WrestleMania match this year at SoFi Stadium. With respect, or is he going to end up on the island of relevancy all by himself? When Reigns approached Jimmy aggressively, he told him to shut his mouth. Jimmy then pie-faced Roman on Friday Night SmackDown right here on his night during his celebration. Pie-faced him. Pushed him away. Jay did not like this. He got in between Jimmy and Roman. They started bleeping the crowd because after Jimmy pie-faced Roman, the crowd started chanting, holy shit, holy shit, Fox couldn't handle it. Jay stood between them and said, not like this, not like this. He told Reigns he needs him. He told Jimmy he needs him. We're family. We're better than this. Jimmy says, you know what? Jay is right. They're stronger together. Jimmy and Jay and Solo are his brothers. Roman, you are my brother. Let's run this place like we've been doing. We're family, right? We're still the ones, right? Reigns sweating, wiping his fucking forehead slowly, Stressed out. The tension is rising here. Reigns moved in and he hugged Jimmy. Reigns looked like he started to cry. Jay rested his head on top of the uh, on, on the top rope in relief. He was facing the top rope and his head down at the top rope. He was just in relief here. Reigns, while hugging Jimmy, pulls the microphone up to his mouth and says, No. He let go of Jimmy. He let go of the hug. Jay was upset now as he was punching the top rope. Solo, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, gave Jimmy the Samoan spike. Jay looked at Solo, seething with anger, as Solo once again betrayed his brothers. Solo looked down at Jimmy as Jimmy was clutching his throat, selling the spike. Reigns left the ring, and they walked away together. Heyman, Reigns, and Solo Sokoa. So... Heyman asks Reigns at the end of the show, what about Jay? Reigns says Jay will do what he always does, and Jay is going to fall in line. He'll come around. As Roman Reigns walked away and SmackDown came to a close. I genuinely don't know where they're going with this. I don't. It looks like we may be getting another tag team match here. This time, instead of Sammy and KO, it looks like we may be getting Jimmy and Jay Uso versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa at Money in the Bank. That's that's what it looks like. Because right now, Roman Reigns doesn't have any opponents. Over the span of the next four weeks, there is not one single opponent that Roman Reigns has, nor do I want to see anybody manufactured to be Roman Reigns' opponent. Nobody even matters. Nobody even is in the same realm right now to challenge Roman Reigns for any of those championships. So Money in the Bank looking like we're going to get Jimmy and Jay Uso versus Solo and Roman Reigns in a match. I don't know how they're going to play that story out, but it's going to be very interesting to see it all play out. 
in the UK where it's going to be magma level hot. It's going to be great. SummerSlam, I don't know what they do with Roman going into SummerSlam. I said Cody. I said Cody is the one. I said Cody at SummerSlam. That's the right destination to do it instead of waiting for WrestleMania. I think we end it now, honestly, because the story of Roman and his power and his manipulative ways over the bloodline is taking more of a priority over the championships that he's holding. I know WWE is all about setting records and rewriting record books, but there comes a time when you just know it needs to end, and the story here can continue without Roman Reigns holding the championships. They need to be the reason why Cody wins the championships. They, meaning Solo, Jimmy, and Jey Uso. And then you can do whatever you need to do. You know, Roman said it at WrestleMania. We're not even in the third inning yet of this storyline. Money in the Bank may be going into the fifth inning. SummerSlam may be the seventh inning. By the time we get to this thing, you know, to where it needs to be, you know, the eighth and ninth innings may be going into the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I don't know where they're going to play all this out. I don't know how it ends, but I believe it ends with Roman losing the championships to Cody Rhodes, and the reason why he loses is because he's going to be on that island of relevancy all by himself because it's been foreshadowed by Cody, and it's been now foreshadowed by Jimmy Uso. This was a very intriguing closing to SmackDown tonight. This was one of the more dramatic closes to SmackDown that I've ever seen. And I thought this segment was incredibly well done, minus the comedic-looking Universal Championship that Triple H presented Roman Reigns on his 1,000-day celebration. Guys, I appreciate you hanging out with me tonight. This was a very fun show for me to do. I'm glad you guys hung around with me and enjoyed the show tonight. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a little bit. Follow me on social media. At JD from NY206, that's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. We are very, very, very close to hitting 146,000 subscribers on YouTube. Can't do that without you guys. Tonight's show is also sponsored by my great friends over at Manscaped. Manscaped.com, code SCRIPT20 at checkout. 20% off, free shipping. It's a great deal, man. Father's Day is coming up. I don't know what you guys are doing for Father's Day, but Manscaped's got you covered. Seriously. It's the summertime. Father's Day's coming up. They got the total package for your father figure this year. It's time to upgrade his game from waist to face. With this exclusive offer, have him join the 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using code SCRIPT20 at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping. We're going to start with the ultimate Father's Day MVP. That's the Performance Package 4.0. You're going to get their signature lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 ear and nose hair trimmer, crop Preserver, Bull Deodorant, Crop Reviver, Ball Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold all of your goodies. Or, my favorite kit, the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for Father's Day. This includes the Beard Hedger Pro. I love it, man. It's the best razor I've used, period. I love it. 
every single time I, I use it, man, I feel like, man, this is the best razor I've used, period. So nice against your face. It feels substantial. It feels great. They're going to include the beard shampoo. You're going to get beard shampoo, conditioner, beard oil, beard balm, two free gifts, a signature beard comb, and scissors. What a deal. What a deal. 20% off. Free shipping. Code script 20 at checkout. Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. Make Father's Day one he won't forget with Manscaped. Let's get into the Super Chats, guys. Get them on in if you want to hang out. We got a lot going on here. Joseph Taylor. JD, do you see Bianca Belair turning heel soon? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I think it's beneficial for Bianca and Montez, actually. When Montez goes solo, I see Montez being a heel. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 Super Chat. Can I get a... Shiro! Ali with 10 months. JD, I have a feeling that at Money in the Bank, it's going to be Roman versus Jimmy, and, and then I see Jay as the special guest referee. What do you think? That's also a possibility, Ali. It's also a possibility. But maybe we get a tag team match. Maybe. Either one. Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. Roman expects Jay to fall in line. He is so wrong. Jay is not falling in line. Jay is going to be back in Jimmy. Marcus Zimmerman with a nine months. If you guys hear me sniffling, man, I'm still under the weather. Trying to kick this thing the best I can. So I apologize if you hear me sniffling into the microphone. I can't help myself. Uh, Michelle, thank you for the $2 Super Chat. Marcus Zimmerman with nine months. Hello, JD. Since I've been watching you, you are the best in the IWC. I feel the same way you do about how wrestling is booked. My Vince needs to go. Vince needs to go, brother. Vince needs to leave immediately. The script keeper with a 22-month re-up. Love to see it. I'm here 22 months. Let's go. Thank you, script keeper. Sean Ray J with a 10 months bed pot best podcast in the IWC. Thanks for all you do, JD. Also, I don't mind the new title because they want it to look like the universal title to keep the lineage. I guess. But it's lazy. Chelsea with a 14 months re-upping it. Didn't register that on Wednesday. We acknowledge you, Lord JD, our tribal chief, caramel apple old-fashioned on fresh ice tonight. That sounds very delicious. You mentioned old-fashioned, you speak in my language. Sean Ray J with a $10 super chat. The belt is clearly temporary until Cody wins it because no way Cody's going to keep a belt that is specifically made for Roman, especially after how much he expressed wanting the winged eagle. You got it, brother. You know it. Beyond the Scripts podcast. $4.99. An empty notebook in middle. Outside the circle sits Vince, Cody, and Brock. 
who crosses the finish line. No one, because the story never started. Bro, there is no story. The story is Vince wanting what he wants, and he thinks he knows best. That's the story. Susan D'Ambrosio, the Fight Isle Super Jeff. First off, happy heavenly birthday to my father, whose birthday is tomorrow. And thank you, JD, for your truth about wrestling. OTS for life. Susan, thoughts and prayers to you and your family on your father's birthday. Thank you. Raging Girl Gamer with a 32 months. No Omas, no Charlotte, and I'm disturbed by JD's lack of interest in these two outstanding athletes. Unbelievable. Uh, Rage, we're going to have to ask you to get the fuck out of here. Listen, you know, I just opened the beer garden for the season, and you're already pissing me off. I can't have anger in the venue, okay? Seriously. What are you drinking? Legitimately. Who's serving you? Couldn't think of John Taffer in here, bro. Who's overpouring in her drink? Vincent Tarantini with a 12 months. One year of acknowledgement for the tribal chief of the IWC. Yeah! Thank you, Vincent. Said Suka with a 499. You remember the rumors of Tamatonga and Tangaloa being on WWE radar. Imagine if Roman brings them in to take out the Usos. A bloodline civil war indeed. Man, that would be fucking great. That would be fucking great, man. I'd love to see that. Funny Rob Bebey becomes a new member. Thank you, Rob. Israel with 24 months. He's got a golden microphone. The Bloodline storyline continues to be the best thing still going on TV. Continue doing you, JD. Israel, you know it, brother. Batman, big fan with a $2 super chat. Big fan all the way from Kuwait. Oh, my goodness. We got OTS represented in Kuwait. And then he becomes a new member. Batman. Thank you for joining us in the OTS venue tonight, brother. The Little Kev with a 499 AJD. What storyline do you think was better since Johnny versus Champa? The Bloodline or CM Punk versus MJF? The Bloodline, no doubt about it. Antoine, 919 with a $5 super chat. The bloodline is being misused as ECW was being used back in the early 2000s. Paulie dangerously was sent by Vince McMahon and SHP to divide and conquer. I'm not sure what you mean, brother. The bloodline is being misused? I think they're just fine. Omar Feliciano with a $2 super chat. Don't usually comment, but wanted to show some love. Omar, you should show love more often, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate you very much. Israel with another $5 super chat. Wow. Really, I noticed I got the gold mic, but hey, I'm loyal to you, JD. You are the one and only one of this IWC community. Thank you, brother. I don't know who else you're going to be watching. 
Everybody else sucks. Him with a 499. Hey, JD, hope you had a good day. The new title is mid to me. Show tonight was mid. Was Vince in the back? LOL. I think they're waiting to do the solo turn. Yeah, it definitely felt like a Vince show tonight. Also with a 499, him. I'll be in Detroit for SummerSlam since I'm from there. Wanted to say you're one of my favorite YouTubers to watch and listen to. And we'll have my support. Number one podcast. Him, thank you so much, brother. One of these uh, one of these events in Detroit. I'll make it out there. I was actually contemplating going to SummerSlam. Uh, I know Ticket Drew, my guy Andrew Baydala, came to me with a uh, very intriguing offer for SummerSlam. I don't know. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Right now, I'm going to uh, London for All In. That's the only travel I'm doing for shows right now, so we'll see what happens. Common uh, Pearson with a new membership. Thank you, brother. Devin with a $10 super chat. What's up, brother? Did you catch when they were chanting LA Knight's name during the match and they piped in a Boogs chant pretending LA Knight was catching heat for betraying Boogs? Uh, I did not catch that. I'm not surprised that you said that either. If that's the case, that's fucking sad. I don't know why they're piping in anything during LA Knight's matches. Booze, cheers, it's all organic. Why would you take away from that? First timer for Devin. Thank you, brother. Michael Bertoni, thank you for the 100 bomb earlier, brother. You... Are appreciated. Jay Ray with a $5 Super Jack. Congrats to Roman Reigns on reaching 1,000 days as Undisputed Universal Champion. I wonder if Vince will allow Reigns to surpass Hogan and San Martino. No. If he passes Hogan, I believe... I believe it'll take him into SummerSlam next year. San Martino, nobody's ever breaking San Martino's record. Bob Backlund and San Martino's record are safe. 24 with 199, so they combined two toys into an even uglier toy. Yes, they did. Him with a 199. Hope we see Rikishi soon and Rock return later. Maybe. Maybe. Junkman, thank you for the 200 bomb earlier, brother. You are also appreciated. What the fuck are you guys drinking, man? Junkman, Junk, and Michael Bertoni. Phil with a $10 super chat. What's up, JD? Not sure I like the new belt. Just bring back Winged Eagle, or at least a modern version of it. Do we think what Jimmy said was a Cody tease or Jimmy versus Roman at Money in the Bank? Well, you know, I I do think that Jimmy uttered what Cody said, and I think that's going to be a foreshadowing of what's to come. Uh, We could get Jimmy versus Roman at Money in the Bank, or we could get Jimmy and Jay versus Roman and Solo. Either one. It's going to be something... At SummerSlam, one of those two matches for sure. Roman's not defending the title against some random schmuck on the roster. Judgment Day, Mike Harper with a $5 super shot. I agree with JD. Roman Reigns needs to lose to Cody at SummerSlam. No excuses. Triple H, fuck Brock and Cody part three. We don't need it. Sorry for my language. I agree. It's got to be Cody at SummerSlam. Got to be Cody at SummerSlam. No doubt about it.
Chris Bell with a 13 months. Can I get a Von Wagner? It puts the lotion in the baskets. Von Wagner. Thank you for all the laughs. Love you, brother. Thank you, Chris. Phil with seven months. Awesome show, Ace. I'm glad to be here for seven months. You, sir, are the goat of the IWC. Also, maybe the Usos can't beat Roman Reigns themselves, so call Cody. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Awesomeville with 499. Hey, JD, how's it going? What do you think the next big long-term booking story will be after the bloodline is officially done for good? Can I get a to the moon? I have no idea, Awesomeville. We're not even done with this one yet. And I'm genuinely concerned when the bloodline story is over. What does WWE do after that? I don't know. And John 10 with a 199. I, I don't know how there are geeks who listen to that show on a nightly basis. I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it. As entertaining as watching fucking paint dry. Hollywood Eric on the $5 Super Chat. Hey, my OTS tribal chief just got in the venue, was hanging out with my dad, wanted to say, I acknowledge you, my OTS tribal chief. Hollywood Eric. Thank you so much, brother. Anyway, guys, uh, we're about to get the fuck out of here, man. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. I felt good tonight. Hopefully, you got what you wanted out of the show. We're going to rev the Mustang up, man. We are going home. I'm excited tomorrow, man. I'm seeing Andrew Dice Clay in concert tomorrow night on Long Island. Dice man cometh. Legitimately. Maybe we'll get some nursery rhymes tomorrow. Three blind mice. Where the fuck are they going? Oh! Anyway, man, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Seriously, uh, thank you guys very much, man. Appreciate you. Follow me on so <laughs> follow me on social media at JD from NY206. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up. Let's try for a thousand likes minimum. Hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you guys go check out the rest of the content on the channel. And next time you see me, we'll be in your sub boxes sometime this weekend, man. There'll be more content right here on OTS. Thank you for a great stream. I'll see you guys right back here in the beer garden for more off the script. Have a great night, guys. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.